We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Amen. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. What an exciting time to be alive. Well, we want to wrap up our message, Why, why Family? Um, and we said that um, family is a, place for sh- is a place for shelter from storms. Okay? Uh, flag me up. I can't see the time at the back. Um, a, a place to play. Pastor Angela did wonderfully last week. And I want to encourage you to go back because Gateway Chapel is a family church. Go, and go back and watch. And it's a place to pray. It's a place to pray. I want to continue from where she left off last week. Uh, and a, a family is a learning center. It's a learning uh, center. It's a learning center. Praise the Lord. Family is a learning center. And so although we are talking about fam- family, and I said, and I said in my opening uh, me- uh, message that sometimes we think about family as nucleus. No, God does not see family as, God does not see the nuclear family. God sees households. God sees households. And so God sees nations and households. And so Abraham raised, he raised, the Bible says he went to war with 318 servants trained in his household. And so we are a family church. And so, and so a family church also, also means that, listen, it's not just your nuclear family. Though we are teaching you about family, it's not just about nuclear family. It's also about your, your, also about your church family. We are one body. That's what we are now. And so that means that this church is a is that, that means that this church is a place to shelter you from a place of in the time of storm. Life can be tough. This church is a place where you can where we can play together. In fact, fun is part of our um, culture. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. It means that this church also is a is a is a place where we can play and we can pray together. We are a praying church. We are a praying family. Every Wednesday, we have, we have taken marketplace prayers. We have midnight watches. We have, so it's, a, it's a place where we, where we pray. And so it's also a learning center. We learn from one another. Psalm 144 verse 12 says, it says, it says uh, May our sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. May our daughters be like graceful pillars carved to beautify a palace. Then our sons in their youth will be well-nurtured plants. And our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace, one transition says. Praise the Lord. And so for me, I say father, father of this ministry, it means every church member is like a well-nurtured plant. And our daughters in this house are like, are like pillars carved to adorn a palace. And that's why we work very hard. Well, I work very hard to ensure that every member is properly put together, well-equipped, and well-empowered. So that wherever you are, wherever you show up at work, at play, wherever you show up, you are, you are a gem. And you beautify wherever you go. And so also, at the end of the day, when you live here, we don't live here. But when you leave here and we get home, I also expect you to continue in the spirit of the church. And so also raise your children, raise your family. Continue in the spirit of the church. And that's why Paul says, yes, we talk about husband and wife in Ephesians 5. He said, but there's a bigger mystery. The mystery of Christ and the church. And so your home should be a reflection of the church. 
your husband is a reflection of your type of Christ. So that's what the Bible says, husband, love your wife, and say, and, uh, and, uh, um, um, husband, love your wife, and, and, say, and say, love them as Christ loves the church. So their home is very important. The home you come from is very important. And so for those of you who are building a home, who are building, which you are married and you have kids, it's, it's extremely important. That home should be an extension of your church life. And you are the priesthood. You are, there's a priesthood, a priesthood in your home. Praise the Lord. You are not, are not excited this morning. Hmm? I'm going to go back to Kampala. <laughs> Don't try me. <laughs> I've seen something else. <laughs> but Better hold on to me very quickly. Ephesians 6.4. Fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's why we have family. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. My job here as your dad, as your father, just your father, is to, bring, is to train you, in the, is to bring you up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Not just you, you and your children. It's a family house. This is a family gathering. You light a lamp from here, you take it home. You go maintain that atmosphere in your home for the next seven days, and you come back again, you feel, get feeling some more. My job is to grow you and grow your family. And then when you get home, dads, moms, don't destroy what we are building here. Don't destroy it. The home is a learning center. Don't destroy it. So many families, they destroy it. After 20 years, I start seeing some things. Doesn't matter what you teach, what you say and what you teach. They, they go home and they go and do just ah, man, crazy daddy, crazy mommy. It's just unbelievable. Just destroy it. And I'll tell you why later. So our job is to, is to raise our children. I raise you as a son and a daughter. You get home, you go raise your own natural, natural, natural children. You raise them in the order of the house you are coming from, your spiritual home. So, listen, even if you come from a home where you say, but that pastor, you don't understand, I didn't have a physical family. It's okay, you are in church now. Get over it. It's not an excuse. Seriously. You are born again now. So even if you didn't have a natural parent or natural father, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just showed you people who were raised on the streets. They're not weeping and crying that, oh, well, look at when I was the 10 years old and I didn't have a father. You know, you know what HIV did to Uganda back in the day? Wiped out, wiped out an entire adult generation. Not one of them. I am like, this. no one felt sorry for any of them. I didn't feel sorry for any of them. There was no need. They held themselves up because they are now born again. They are spirit-filled. I didn't have a natural father, but I have Jesus now. I have Jesus now. And I have not seen God before, but will you be my papa? I said, absolutely I will. If you want to learn, I will teach you. If you want a father, I will father you. Why? Because you are a Christian. You were not raised on the street. You were not even orphaned. 
the people I've shown you in that video, they were orphaned and many of them were raised on the streets. In other words, they fend for themselves from the age of 12 and 13. Mommy Love is 26. And there are so many 26, 27, 28 year old young ladies, young ladies in the in UK, they can't, even get, they can't even get themselves together. They can't get, they can't get themselves together. Sport rotting. So my dad wasn't good. Forget that thing. You are born again now. So what are you going to do with the blood of Jesus? And then you are in a church. You are in a church. At least in this church, you have no excuse. Because we give you all that we have and stood in gap for you. So get over it and get going. So we must grow. Four ways Jesus grew. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Four ways Jesus grew. Jesus grew in wisdom. So we must grow in wisdom. We must grow in wisdom. We must grow in stature. We must grow with favor with God and favor with man. So to grow in wisdom means intellectual growth. That's not a problem here in the UK. Mind growth. Stature means to grow physically. Favor with God means to grow spiritually. And this is a big problem. We are not growing spiritually. We're not hungry for Christ. We're not passionate about the things of God. We're not. We're not. We don't. Our soul is not revived. How, Pastor, how do you know a revived soul? In your choices and in your decisions. We're not heaven conscious. We're not Christ conscious. We're not. We don't read our Bible enough. We don't read our Bible enough. We don't pray enough. Pastor, Pastor, how can I prove it? Well, when you get home today, try and speak in tongues for 10 minutes without distraction. Let's see how far you go. Let's see how far you go. Favor with man. Talk about social growth. Jesus grew socially. He attracted people. And people were attracted to them. And so some people, some of us are not growing socially. We have nasty attitudes. I'm not telling you off, by the way. I'm just preaching out of passion. Yeah? So I'm not saying this is who you are. Yeah? Okay? I'm not lashing at you. Let me turn my tone. Okay. All right. All right. Jesus had favor with man. <laughs> you have to grow socially. Yeah? Seriously. I'm not telling you off. Because say, my God, this man is not God's man. Maybe I should have gone on holidays. I shouldn't have come to church, you know. No, but, but, but you know what I mean, church. You know, you know, I, I see, when I look at you, I look at you, I see, I see, what, I see possibilities. When I look at every one of you, I know what's in this church, and I know what's on this ground, and I know the value we bring on board. I know what you can possibly be, and I know what God has shown me about you. 
And that's what drives me. That you become what God has, what God has shown me about you. It will break my heart if you don't make it. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea what you are capable of doing. I'm telling you. So that's where I speak from. I'm not saying you are bad. But if I show you, if I, op- if I, if I, if I show you what God has shown me about you, you will be shocked. You understand? So if you think you're doing well right now, no, you've not started. And so God, and Jesus grew, had favor with man. He grew socially. Many of us don't, don't grow, we're not growing socially. Not being, I'm not talking about the fake life you put on Instagram, you know? You know, you are miserable, but you put on Instagram you say you are happy. We, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. You know, Attitude. Attitude. And so we must, raise, we must raise our children. Raise our children to grow in these areas. And I want you as your pastor, to, I want you to grow in this area. I want you to grow in wisdom. Knowing what to do in any given time. I want you to grow in stature. Okay, not physically, but you know what I mean? Financial stature. Emotional stature. I want you to grow. I don't want you to end, end at the end of this year, be ending what you end last year. I want you to grow financially. I don't want you to be behaving the way you behaved last year. Come on. I want you to grow. And you can't grow. I want you to have favor with God. Favor with God. And it shows in your testimony. That's me to you. And all of these things, I also want to impart on your children. You are, raising, you are raising your children at God's next general. Praise the Lord. You know, I was so proud this, this morning. I stood there and I saw uh, Dr. Ashokmo taking photographs. And I was nudging them, Mr. Boston. I said, I said, look, I said, I said, look at that's, that's Dr. Ashokmo. I said, she's taking photographs. I said, ah, baby doctor. It's a thing of joy when you see young people coming. I mean, we practically raised here. So, so at the age of eight, the age of nine, became teenagers, and they go to uni and they come back and they're standing sitting behind the camera doing something and serving the Lord. It's a thing of joy, it's growth. And I love that as a father. Because it's a family church. And so you, you take all that anointing. When you get home, you raise your children well. You transfer the same value. You don't don't spoil it. No, you improve on it. So three things that you cannot, three things you cannot live home with. Number one, relationships. We learn to relate in a family. We learn to relate in a home. So as as a church member, look at those around you and learn to relate. Learn to relate as a family. Learn to relate. If you don't like family, this, this is not your church. We are one family. And the family of God, the family of Christ, the blood of Jesus brings all of us together. What, what affects you affects me as a father, as a, as a pastor. 
and you are all important. That is Gateway Chapel. So we will always, we will, we will never leave home without relationships. Now, what kind of, how are you raising your children in the area of relationship? How? And so many of us, we model, we model our parents. If you have a natural, if you have an aggressive mother, right, you will, you will be aggressive to your husband. If you have a bullish father, you will, be, you, will, you, will be, you will be bullish as a father. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. So we cannot, we, we cannot live home without, so at home we teach our children how to relate with people. And they watch us. They watch how we relate as adults. They watch how we relate. If that their mommy are always bickering and fighting and playing and dragging like, like, you know, like, like piranhas, cha, 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 cha. Then you tell that child, this is how to relate. But that's not how God wants you and I to relate. We all live home. We all live home, right? Because a home, a family is a learning center. And what I'm saying is this. Learn from the church and learn from the Bible and take that to your home. And overwrite whatever it is you've learned from generations. Character is something else we take from home. We never live home without it. Character, integrity. Number three, values. Relationship, character, values. We never live home without it. So what I'm saying is this. It doesn't matter what value. You know, you say, you say uh, so many people are not Christians today because many people are not Christians today because of what their parents showed them as, 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 as kids. So the man says, the man says, the man says, don't lie. But the guy lies. So what daddy is on Sunday is not what he's on Monday. Or what their family portrays in church on Sunday is not what they portray at home on Monday. Or what their family portrays to their pastor is not what they are at home. And so they, these kids, they grow up in a confused environment. So we're talking about our family. But we're also talking about the church. So in the church, you should learn to relate. In the church, you should develop character. In church, you should develop new values. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 and 7 says, These commandments impress upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down and when you get up. These commandments, impress them on your children. And so whatever it is as a father here that I impress in your heart, you get home, you impress in your children. Don't cancel it and nullify it by your own behavior. And talking about values, listen very carefully. When you raise, when, when you, when you, whatever you impress in your children, you don't just impress in their children, in your children, you are impressing the next generation. And also, and also, whatever values you have now also came from your own parents. And whatever values they have came from their own parents. So you are living out the values of your parents unless you intentionally change it. Some people are just aggressive. 
even to their shadow, they are aggressive. I'm telling you. Some people are just, you know what, they just, some people just lack manners. Basic, they just lack manners. Some people are so unfriendly. It's unbelievable. They're so unfriendly. unfriendly. Some people are just mean. Born again, but they're just mean. Some people are just bullish. And that whole thing may be coming from generations. Great, 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 great grandfather was bullish. Mommy was aggressive. Then your father. Then you. And so, see, so whatever you do, you are not just you're not just affecting your children, you are affecting generations to come. And also, when you also impress spiritual values to them, you are not just changing one child, you are changing generations to come. So you are, you are, you are, it's a relay. It's a relay. And many of, many of us have picked, picked terrible batons from, from, from the previous generation. But when you are born again and spirit-filled and you are in a great church like this, my God, you can change everything. You don't have to end up the way your great-grandfather ended up. You don't have to end up the way your father ended up. You don't have to behave like your mother. You don't have to. And you don't have to behave like your mother and expect your husband to be like your father. That's not going to work. I remember when Bola and I got married. One time she said, uh, uh, he said uh, you know, uh, my, my daddy likes football. My daddy likes football. My daddy likes football. But I said, I said, go, 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 come here. I said, I am not your daddy. <laughs> my daddy likes football and he irons our clothes. My daddy likes football and he irons our clothes. My daddy likes football and I, so I said, I am not your daddy and I don't like ironing. <laughs> so what you want to do, do quickly. I am not ironing. <laughs> I'm not. See these hands? You can't. Iron. These hands are only to massage your back. Picasso. They're the fingers. They're not green. I don't like food either. I told her, I said, look, you don't have to cook for me, you know. Big mistake. Something that I said I shouldn't have said. <laughs> Regret that till tomorrow. <laughs> Guys, be careful what you say. <laughs> oh, man. How? 29 years. How time flies, isn't it? How time flies. Ignorant boy. Nah. So I said, so I said, I said, what I love is your company. I forgot that company doesn't fuse the stomach. <laughs> Lastly, family is a launching pad for ministry. Oh, hallelujah. Family is, you know what I love when, when, when all of you, if we are, on Monday you are going to your beautiful jobs or great jobs, you are very important at work, you know, and then on Sunday we huddle together, on Wednesday we huddle together and we have family meetings in our connect group and we are sharing the love of Jesus. We are doing ministry together. Family is the launching part of ministry. 
you and your husband or your children, you can form a ministry team. My wife and I, we are a ministry team. My wife and I and our children, we are a ministry team. And when you join this family, I want you to join the family as a ministry team because you have something to offer. So family is a launching part for ministry. When, I, when, you come, when you come and be my guest, I, I used to do that back in the day. Where, where every, if you come with me home, I say, oh, Pastor, I want to come home with you today. And you come home and we sit, in, don't even ask. So, and we come home and we sit down. The very first thing we do in our dining table, those of you who have been around know that, is to make a list of people we didn't see in church that day. Till now. We ask our kids when they were growing up, so, so who, didn't you see in, who didn't you see in church today? I didn't see this, I didn't see that, I didn't see that. We make a list, we make a list. Before we have lunch, the very first thing we do on our table is to make a list of people we did not see in church that day. Till today, it's a habit in my family. Family is a launching pad for ministry. Listen, you are called to ministry if you are part of this family. Our leadership team, we are a family and a ministry team. That's why I can start a message, my daughter can continue the message, and I can come back and continue the other message. Because it's a family. It's a family. And those of you who have the habit of not showing up in church because pastors not around, you don't understand the concept of family. Pastors not around. Oh, who is taking the service? Oh, you know what, today I'm just going to uh, stay at home and watch from online. I'm comfortable with me and my tea and my biscuit. Hey, come on. That's not spiritual maturity. It's not spiritual maturity. It's not spiritual maturity. It's not spiritual growth. It's not. If that is the reason you are staying at home to watch online because pastor is not around, my God, what are you doing? I'm not your God. I can't be the reason why you come to church. I'm not your God. I'm here to point you to Christ, to disciple you. I am not your God. And you're not here to serve me. Follow me as I follow Christ. Whether Pastor Eddie or Pastor Bola is here or not, it's not enough reason for it to, it shouldn't be a determining factor. Should I go in or stay out? No. We are called to ministry. You are going in because it's Sunday and the word of God will be preached and we impact someone's life just by showing up. That's maturity. Maturity. Come on. It's a shame. If I am the reason why you come to church and not because of the word of God, it's a shame. And it's an indictment on you. You understand? Don't do that. First Corinthians 16, 15 says, Stephanas and his family were the first to become Christians in Greece. And they are spending their lives helping and serving Christians everywhere. Do you remember Stephanas and his family? 
they were the first to become Christians in Greece. And they are spending their lives helping and serving Christians everywhere. Helping and serving Christians everywhere. The first family in the entire Greece. Come on. Family is a launching pad for ministry. How do we do it? How do we serve? We serve, we serve in our small groups. We serve in departments. We serve with our gifts. Your, your gift is your responsibility. Pastor, I can do this. Where can I do it? That's growth. Family is a launching pad for ministry. And the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Praise the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your family. Rise to your feet and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the adoration. Father, we thank you because you have called us into this wonderful family. Lord, to influence the world, one family at a time. To bring grace and love to families, Father. Lord, we thank you for the unique anointing we have in this household, Father. To raise godly, spiritual family. Father, I ask, oh God, that you breathe upon every family, breathe upon every man, breathe upon every woman, and through them, Father, you will raise, oh God, raise men and women, Father, who will influence our world with the gospel of Jesus, who will influence our nations, Father, who will stand for what is right, who will stand for what is true, in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, oh God, that you, oh God, will grow our character, you will grow our relationship, Father, and we will intentionally, Father, model our life after you. Lord, we thank you. We submit to you, O oh God. We submit to your word. We submit to your grace. We submit, O oh God, to your calling. Father, we ask, O oh God, that you lead us, Father. Lead us by the hand, Father. Show us. Open our hearts, Lord. Touch our hearts. Touch our spirit, Father. Bring our hearts and our spirit in alignment to your will, Lord. We pray that through you, Father, through your word and your calling and your grace, Father, we will change everything. We will bring love and healing to our nation. We will bring love and healing to our society. We will bring love and healing to our our family. Father, teach us, oh God, to raise our children. Teach us, oh God, to raise godly family, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the family say, Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, put us hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He did not die in vain. He did not die in vain. He did not die in vain. He died for you. He died for you and he said, greater works shall you do. Greater works shall you do because I go to my Father. And I pray for you that the great work that God has called you to do, that God will empower you, that you will rise beyond spiritual mediocrity and, 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 and seize the moment and seize that, and seize the reason for which Christ has seized your heart in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please may be seated. It's offering time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh. 
Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for the grace to give. We give out of that which you have blessed us with. Thank you, Father. We ask, God, that you multiply this seed. We ask, God, for bigger opportunity to grow financially for the sake of your kingdom. Lord, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated and let's watch the announcements. Hi, I'm Ayo, one of the ministers, and I'm here to take this week's announcements. One of the things that we pride ourselves on at Gateway Chapel is our diversity. We have so many nationalities, and once a year we celebrate that. Now, we're going to be doing that next Sunday. So next Sunday is going to be our International Sunday, which means you come in wearing your traditional outfits. How colorful is that going to be? Just come in and showcase your traditional outfits. I'm going to be doing that. Everybody else is going to. So you want to do that as well. It's going to be next Sunday, the 28th of the month. So please do not miss that. It's also our Thanksgiving and Testimony Sunday. So Thanksgiving, Testimony Sunday, and also our International Sunday, next Sunday. Wednesday at 8 p.m., we have our Connect Group meetings, and at 9 p.m., we have our Taking Your Marketplace prayers with Pastor Eddie. Now, Thursday is our Triumphant Thursday. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the week, where we dive into God's word. So one of our pastors or ministers, we take a message on Thursday. And I, you just want to be part of this. You will, be def- you will definitely, definitely be blessed. So it's on Thursday from 7.45 to about 9 p.m. Do not miss that. Now, I want, I want to urge you to be part of our social media. We are very active um, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So please follow the links below and be part of this. Subscribe and you, you would receive information from us that you could follow us on. Okay, on that note, have a lovely week. Enjoy the rest of the week. See you next week. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, church, so don't forget next Sunday, come in your colorful attire, all right? Any nation will do, but preferably, preferably the nation you are from. Amen. God has blessed us, blessed us with over 25 nationalities in this, in this, in this church. 
Uh, so we give God all the glory for the grace to lead um, these various um, diversified cultures because we are one family and one in Christ. Praise the Lord. Uh, just before we close, I want to just, just pray for uh, a couple today. Um, uh, please come forward. Um, Buki and Onomen, they're getting married next weekend. Yeah. Please come. <laughs> Um, one of the things, one of the things um, I was sharing with a pastor friend of mine yesterday, and I was talking about both of them actually. I said, well, I was saying that uh, he was talking about, we we're talking about protocol departments, and he was asking me questions about protocol departments. And I said, I don't have a protocol, I don't have a typical protocol department because I don't need protection. I'm, I'm among my family. Why do I need protection? And so from the one, um, my, our protocol department, my protocol department is actually a department where I carefully, so you don't just apply, it's not on your database, it's not on your list of departments, uh, but it's a department where I, where I carefully pick young men or young women and commit to mentoring them over years, basically, especially, especially when they just come out of uni. So from 21 to 27, because 21 to 27 is a, uh, and so for those of you who, who's, who have kids who have graduated, they have just graduated into the toughest phase of their lives. Because from 21 to 27, it's a very important phase. And they come out of uni, they are confused, you know, they, they're not teenagers, but they are not adults per se. And so, and so during those seven years or six years, they're going to decide where do they want to, where, where, do, they, who do, they, where do they want to live? Uh, what job do they want to do? Who should they date? Who should they marry? And then where should they invest? So these are, these are decisions that can alter the life of any person. And so, and so and, and just God opened my eyes to that 19 years ago. And so I committed myself to helping, helping young people come out of uni and just give them that kind of stability, that kind of shoulder to rest on while they navigate these choppy waters. You know, uh, who should I date? Who should I marry? You know, how do I know this guy is good for me? Uh, where should I? Where should I live? Where should I invest? What kind of job is good for me? All right. So that, that's one. That's one grace we have in the house. And um, so, uh, um, uh, Buki has gone through that. Very young men, they've, they've gone through. Most of our ministers have gone through that same phase as well. You will, you will know that. You know. So, um, but today. They are getting married. Next, next week, they are getting married. It's, um, it's, um, and so one of, uh, just before we pray for them, um, I want to just say, uh, Buki, thank you so much for all you've done in the past five, seven years. Uh, it's just a, a joy to watch you grow from, from just coming out of uni to watch, watch you grow. Um, my, my protocol department is, uh, is, is where we do all the pep talk. A lot happens when you, because more is caught in life than taught, you know. Uh, and so you, you've caught so, so much in the past, past few years. Uh, you're starting a new phase now with your beautiful bride. Uh, and we pray that um, everything you've learned in the past few years will continue to guide you and, uh, and that you'll be a blessing to the next generation and be a blessing to other men coming in through, um, you know, through, um, through, the, through, the, through the ranks, all right? Um, Onome, congratulations. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. So let's rise to our feet and just bless them. I want to just pray for them that their day will go well, that day will go well, that God will provide for them, provide for them in the name of Jesus. Let's just pray for them, just bless them. We are a family church, you know, so we're about to start another family uh, this is under Jesus' family. They're going to multiply. The Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. They're going to raise godly children. 
They're going to run their home well. They're going to run their home well. They're going to carry the anointing of God upon this household in the area of marriage. They're going to extend that to their own, to their own sanctuary, private sanctuary. They call their home. And we pray that God will visit with them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless their holy name. Lord, we thank you. We bless you, O oh Lord. We ask that your hand be upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Provide for them supernaturally, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please stand. Please stand. Amen. God bless you. All right, church. Amen. So, um, um, sad, sad, sad today. Sad to say I'm probably going to be shipping him out. Um, and so I'm going to be one man. It's not, it won't like that, but uh, I think we have a lot of younger people in the church who can. Uh, so if you want to apply, come and see me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm due, I'm due for at least two, two, two uh, young, young men, all right? So if you think you can do it, it's very hard, it's very hard work. Working with me is very tough, but it benefits you. All right. Praise the Lord. Are we blessed, church? All right. Let's join our hands together as we close the service. One, two, go. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Take one person by the hand. Say, my family. Say, my brother. My sister. I may not be perfect, but I'm still your family. I may not be perfect, but we are still family. Come on, bless them. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.org gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!